0: Hello, and welcome to the Big One Podcast. My name is B-Boy. And I'm New Guy. Hey. I <laughs> I always <laughs> just aim to leave a little bit of dead air cause, and keep you guessing <laughs> when I'm going to stop talking. Yeah. I
1: think it's appropriate.
0: It's
1: Very earnest goes to fun. camp
0: of you. <laughs> Oh, good stuff! Good stuff. All right, we're uh, we're the Big One podcast. You can follow us at podcast big one or email us at PodcastBigOne at gmail.com. Uh, still wanting your songs? Come on, let's go. Come on! Uh, but yeah, we're 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 a motor racing podcast, mostly NASCAR, um, and uh, and we do get sponsorship from time to time. Um, this week, we're sponsored by Merrick dog food. Um, Merrick Wow it's, it's the best It's real good foods It's real whole foods And you have 100, 100% satisfaction guarantee And if you ever hear my dog in the background She's just yelling for more Merrick That's what's going on
1: mm. Yeah, I like to have a nice big old bowl of Merrick To start every day And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. treat It's a treat
0: You dog, you
1: <laughs> Stop it Alright How do you feel about this uh, all-star race? That's what we're talking about this week.
0: Yeah, we're talking about the all-star race. We might be a week off, but we're talking about that all-star race because, honestly, it's what's bringing us back to doing this podcast. Um, Interestingly enough, it went so badly that we were like, we have to let people hear our dumb opinions about it. The people have to know. Uh, also, I want to
1: apologize for the sounds of me getting onto and off of a bed and my lower quality <laughs> microphone sounds than normal. I'm on vacation in Key West. What's up?
0: Mm. Pretty good. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, say hi to Dale Jr. while you're down there. Um, cool. Yeah. So, so overall, yeah, I thought the race was awful. Um, just, mm-hmm. just through and through mm-hmm. the whole weekend. I, there's a lot of things I hated about it. Uh, from the person who waved the green flag to, um, yeah, just about everything. Um, but who overall, waved the green flag? like, uh, Governor Abbott. Ah, that's that's who I thought. That's who I thought. Okay. Yep. Yep. That ends up. Um, yeah, I'm not. We can just leave it at that. I'm just not happy about it. I mean, we NASCAR has, uh, uh, you know, work, worked with the Trevor Project before, and in my opinion, that's just spitting in the face of. Any kind of progress that they're trying to make in being inclusive. Um, but, you know, uh, I think NASCAR did issue, even though they weren't specific about it, kind of an apology this week about trying to be more inclusive, given that now it's Pride Month. I just wish that they could consider those things outside of Pride Month. Um, yeah. But, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, I,
0: uh... um, I would. Oh, go ahead, please. Uh, just what did you think about the race?
1: Mm. That's what I was about to say. Uh, well, wow, look at us. They're How Mike. nice. <laughs> um, you know, I, I... So, I was watching this uh, with it up on my projector, and I was lying down in my bed, uh, recovering from drinking too much uh, the night before, and ugh. it was honestly the perfect uh, hangover race because it was as trash as I felt uh, yeah, yeah. It was the ideal race. I was going to say, it definitely
0: wasn't going to make you feel better.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It was absolutely the ideal race to be falling in and out of consciousness throughout. Uh, taking a little nap right in the middle of a few laps uh, was the right thing to do. It was just a mess, man. It, it was just a mess. Mm-hmm. That track is not a place where people should be racing. Um, and I mean, honestly, like, I just think that the The more that I've watched, oh my God, it's happening again. The more that I watch F1 or other racing series, the less that I dig the idea of if you ain't first, you're last. Because like the fighting, the the, the racing all throughout the field is so interesting. And if the only position that actually gets any reward is first place, then if you're down in 20th and it's coming to the end, then like who gives a shit, you know?
0: Well, and that's, I mean, that's the whole point of kind of the all-star race. Even though winning a million dollars is actually dramatically less than the, uh, you know, what you make at some other tracks. I mean, Daytona, I think, pays out almost close to $3 million now. So, um, you know, it's a—it's uh, definitely, uh, uh, this is the race where if you ain't first, you're last. But um, at the same time, like, I actually have the opposite opinion. Like, this oh. season has been so good that this all-star race reminded me of, F1 <laughs> more than anything else, where it was like certain guys got out there in front, and then there was certain types of mayhem that maybe mixed things up, but without it, there wasn't any drama at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, that was the closest thing to a NASCAR race being like an F1 race, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but not not to say that, you know, F1's got its own complexities. How dare you? And I am doesn't have some hanging up right now. You should be offended, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about F1 a little bit later, but yeah, overall... The new cars couldn't even save this track. The mile and a halfs, yeah. uh, and really just most races this year have been phenomenal, and it's because this new car is great. Um, and Texas is just bad. If if it if it can't be saved with these new cars, then we just shouldn't be racing there. And I've been saying that for years about like these track contracts that we have with with uh, Speedway Motorsports and and everything is like, you need to get rid of them. First off, like, every contract you make with a track needs to only be, like, a a two-year contract max. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, the only reason to potentially do a longer contract than that is to say, like, hey, I'm incentivizing you to upgrade your facilities. So as you're doing that, I'm going to give you a five-year contract, but you have to complete the upgrade of your facilities for us to continue to come. Right? Yeah, like, there, there, yeah. there has to be some kind of, like, a two-way system where... We're giving you the money by by you know entering into a contract and saying we're going to go there, but that money has to be going to track improvements. Like that's what NASCAR should be doing. So yeah, um, Texas is just it's bad. And what do you and,
1: think it you is know, about the I track it, that makes it bad?
0: I think well, it just needs a repave. It needs a uh, you know in the same way that like Atlanta kind of did. Um, it just needs a new identity. Um, Texas racing hasn't been good for a long time. Uh, the last two years the racing there got a little bit more interesting because they slowed the cars down, and so obviously you were getting the the draft effect and the the you know the crazy restarts that we got for the last two years. Mm-hmm. But with the new car, we're back to you know, uh, you know one car gets the lead and nobody else can ever touch them. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so. It's, uh, you know, it's unfortunate and, and, you know, to speak really quickly to the other series Xfinity, the racing was bad too. Um, Reddick did run away with the win, So I, I had a bias that I was very happy about <laughs> that. Um, but overall, like the racing wasn't very good and the truck was a little bit better. Um, but still not great, and and free Friesen went out there and won. So, I, I, you know, there just wasn't anything about the weekend that stood out to me where I'm like, we should come back here. I just really don't think we should. And yeah. we have a playoff race here later on. Ugh, gross. That's, uh, That's so a disgusting. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's so awful. So, um, How did you feel about... Uh, uh, but, yeah, let's talk a little...
1: How did you, your boy uh, Chastain do?
0: Did really well. I mean, he was—he looked like the only person that could make the race interesting. Um, Kyle Busch, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the format and how Kyle Busch ended up on the pole, but Kyle Bush started on the pole, ran, started running away with it. Chastain looked like the only person that could move through the field and had speed to potentially get up there and race with him. And then uh, Kyle lost a tire, and Chastain did catch up with him real fast. Yeah. Almost, uh, almost went up on his side, or he really did. I mean, he launched off the side of Kyle Busch's car and took out Chase Elliott, who also had a pretty good car. Um, uh, and you know, it, it, we saw tire issues basically the whole weekend. Yeah, um, boy, boy, and and yeah, it, it was, uh, it was disgusting. It was awful. It was
1: so dumb. Yeah.
0: Um, but know uh, let's talk about the open. The open happening before the the. The race, uh it also was sorta of boring, but at least, you know, it, it has the aggression of guys making like last ditch efforts or, or really, really tough restarts to try and get to the lead because they knew if they could get to the lead they could run away with it. Um, you know, I I, I definitely thought other other folks were, were gonna be the ones to advance and it ended up being just whoever ended up starting up out front or ending up in the lead after the first lap of a restart. Um, the only person that seemed to make it interesting was Redick because he came from the back. And then, even then, the last segment came. He didn't get the lead off the restart. And so, you know, his team was, like, pleading with him, like, please run a different line. Please try this. And he's literally saying, like, I can't run anything but what I'm doing. There's no other racing line here. It's a single-file track. Like, like that's what's wild to me about Texas. Texas is, like, what, 55, 60 feet wide, something ridiculous like that. Yeah. You can only run one lane. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that? It's in and, and the yeah, PJ one that. that they put down over the years has ruined that track. There's no other run, lane you can run, and so like it, all, all Reddick did was keep moving up the track a little bit more and more again on the request of his team because they were just like don't, don't give up, and he ended up wrecking his car and being like I told you I can't run up there like nobody can, um, yeah. And uh, I think that was indicative of what we were about to see in the All Star race, and sure enough, that's what we saw. So,
1: a shame. A shame for sure um let's see is there anything else that you want to talk about in here before we get to the finish the the, the controversy around the finish
0: yeah no not really i mean uh, we'll let's talk about the format after the finish but like overall there wasn't anything interesting racing wise to really talk yeah. about besides that kind of wild wreck I and mean, we already covered that yeah. um yeah let's talk about the finish i mean a lot of controversy here for two reasons one this is the only race all year that they have to finish under green, which is a dumb rule if you yeah. care about safety. And then they hit the button to, or I assume it's a button, I have no clue, but they hit the button to throw the yellow flag for a guy that's on the back stretch that has recovered. He's His car has recovered. He's still driving.
1: Yeah. Everyone's
0: passed him. Literally well, everyone yeah. has passed him. It was the ludicrous. next person to pass him will be Blaney, who's half a track away, and they throw it maybe he's like 200 300 yards from the finish line yeah. insanity yeah. i mean like i don't this understand reminded the motivation it, it le- i was i mean I, you and i were talking during like, as this happened and talking to some other folks as well but like i was so furious because like that was old nascar that yeah. was nascar from like the late 2000s through like the early 2010s like throwing absolutely bullshit cautions like making up reasons for cautions just to make things exciting yeah that's it what was they did
1: so there. blatant it was so dumb they
0: were trying to save this race and honestly like you have to you lost the The, the race was awful everyone knew it was awful it wasn't yeah. going to recover because it was going to be a wreck at the end and we're and everyone's going to think it's a great finish no everyone wanted blaney to win right there and then and yeah. and everyone you just pissed off people even more i mean yeah it, truly you, you took a second out. A terrible league decision making all around. Yeah. Yep. Now, I will give it to NASCAR because they did come out afterwards and say, we shouldn't have thrown the caution. And that's good. It's good to admit that. I mean, I, I'm i all for accountability in sports. Like, I, one of the best things in sports is AMBA does, like, the final two-minute report where they go back and they look at the, the refereeing decisions for the final two minutes of the game and they publish that. And that's... I think that's, like, a huge yeah, step really towards cool. accountability. Like, they're not going to overturn the finish, right, the finish of the game or whatever, but they are at least saying, like, here's where we fucked up, and, and the game could have ended differently if you interpret how, how these plays could have played out if we got it all right, right? But also, the NBA is one of the hardest things to call from a refereeing perspective. Um, NASCAR's not hard. <laughs> yeah, um, You generally. know, it I just it's 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 almost obvious and i wish like this is where the accountability could have gone a little bit further they said like oh we shouldn't have thrown it they should have said we threw it to make it exciting like honestly like if yeah. they owned up to that i would have loved that i mean yeah, I, that be, you know a lot of fans yeah. might have been mad in the moment but like that would have been good and then they like all they would have needed to say after that is we will not do it again you know yeah. like like that's all we want to hear right now is that but then the conversation immediately turned to what happened afterwards with your boy, Ryan Blaney. Do you Ugh. want to recap that for us? Ugh, it was a
1: heartbreak, man. I mean, Blaney, uh, yeah, like like Brian just said, Blaney was 20, 30 yards from the finish when the yellow came out. As far as he was aware, he had won it. His crew was out dancing and celebrating in front of their pit stall, mm-hmm. uh, and Blaney took down his window net. And it was only after he had taken down his window net that he heard... That, that, that he was told that the race was still going on. Um, mm-hmm. And the window yeah, and net, the way that I, it set I, up... Oh, go
0: ahead. I, well, I really... I actually need to go back and watch the finish of this race. I was just so infuriated by everything that happened. I, I, I blanked it. I don't actually remember exactly <laughs> this, the order of events. The caution definitely came out. The lights were on before he got to the line. They pulled the checkered flag back, and then put the yellow flag out. I don't know where Blaney crossed the line. Like, if the yellow flag had already gotten out, if the checkered flag was just not waving for him. The Either way... The yellow lights were on. In that moment, you're not even... You shouldn't be expected to look up at the no. fucking spotter or the stand, right? No. Um, but I do think you should know the rules, right? Like, you should know that this is the one race a year where you have to finish under green. Um, because the other thing that I didn't look at the timing of is when he dropped his window net. It's getting more and more egregious that some of these drivers drop it as they're coming to the line like they're not even across the line yet and i don't remember where he dropped it but I'm it was pretty definitely sure it was after the line maybe right after the line maybe um but like it was down pretty quick and i feel like again we're fixing something that shouldn't have ever happened so i get all that but like nascar needs to make a rule that you can't drop the window net until you've like you've d- completed your cooldown lap or something yeah like that was definitely something around the, those lines yeah the
1: safer choice because like yeah make oh, it well. around
0: till it turns f- three and four or something and then you can drop it I
1: don't yeah know. yeah yeah i mean the really big issue here is that you can't reattach the window net from inside the car um yeah and so blame and i remember
0: it- because we go ahead
1: uh, Blaney thought that he had won, drops the window net, and then has to reattach the window net from inside the car when it's, like, impossible to do. While he's also trying to keep pace and uh, coming back mm-hmm. to the restart. Um, like, what What NASCAR they really gave him should... Light. Huh? No, you
0: know what NASCAR should have done?
1: Uh, what NASCAR should have done... Like, truly, is just let him come down pit lane, have his crew fix his window net, and then let him retake his spot up at the up at the front. But, I mean, if NASCAR yep. is making such ridiculous decisions as throwing a yellow flag where they did, you know, they're not going to make a reasonable decision like letting him re-secure his window net. Um, yeah. And, honestly, the fact well, when that... Well, I respect... Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, I respect Denny, because Denny came out and said... You know, he was upset about everything about the whole situation. But, like, he even said, like, look, had they brought him down and let him fix it and let him get his spot back? Okay. I mean, like, it, it it's fine. Like, at least then he's safe and Denny yeah. can actually race. I felt bad for Denny. Denny couldn't race him going into turns one and two. As Ryan was coming up and trying to pinch off Denny, Denny knows his window net's down. Yeah. In yeah. the weird incident and in where Denny wrecks him and something happens to Ryan... Denny's got that on his conscience because of NASCAR. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't think Denny could have raced him as hard, as hard as he wanted to because he knew that, and yeah. that's just awful. That's just terrible.
1: Yeah, it was just, just egregiously bad decision making. I mean, even having, like, I'm glad that I'm glad that Blaney was able to take the restart, and I'm glad that Blaney was able to win. But even even allowing him to restart when his window net wasn't secure was a really stupid decision by NASCAR from a safety standpoint. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. just through and through, really poor decision-making all over the place.
0: Yeah, and there was no accountability there. They never said it. All they said was, we thought he had it reattached, which is bullshit. I mean, like, I've been watching this sport for a number of years, and as soon as that happened and he had dropped his window net, uh, even before the announcers had started in on it, I was texting you and Brandon and being like, he's not getting that window net back up. There's no way. There's zero yeah. chance he could do that. And it's ludicrous um, and the for way Nascar that he to got say it, that
1: they thought he got it reattached when every yeah, single commentator was it. talking about how it's impossible to. And you can see that it. it wasn't. They absolutely yeah. knew he didn't. Yeah.
0: They, they were just like, well, he's got his hands on the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, had he dropped it, that was the only way in which they were going to make him come down. They gave him, like, five laps of, yeah. like, caution laps to fix that, too. Oh. Like, they were... They were sitting there like, please, please be able That's to get this so reattached dumb. in any way possible. Oh they were just hoping that Ryan was going to save them there. And then and then I think they were also holding their breath that Ryan was going to win the race. Because if he hadn't, I think that there would have been riots as well. So uh, it was just... Yeah. yeah. N- NASCAR, one button push a little too soon, threw them completely under the bus and made what was already a terrible event. Probably one of the worst races I've ever seen in NASCAR's history.
1: Damn. Drag their asses, Brian. Oh, I will. Drag their uh, dude, ass I, the,
0: the one thing, I mean, we, you just talked about, like, what I had suggested in the text, which is, like, bring him down and let him fix it and let him come back. Like, I don't think any driver anywhere in the pack would have been mad about that. No. But at the very least, what they should have done is brought him down to make sure it was reattached, which it wasn't. And then mm-hmm. if they had to reattach it and sent him to the back, like, at least they're being consistent with rules, you know? Like, yeah. it, part of it's Ryan's fault. And, and part of it, you know, guys have... Like Mark Martin went down pit lane on the white flag lap a long time ago and lost a race because of it. They didn't give him the win. You know, it was a mistake. And Ryan dropping that window net, not knowing the rules of having to finish under green, was a mistake on his part. And if he had to lose the race that way, then, you know, even that's not the end of the, end of the world. That's still a better result than what happened. Um, so yeah you know, I mean he uh, he thought
1: that um, he thought that he had finished under green like
0: yeah no I know I know yeah uh, but right. you know I think he definitely should have waited and the lights, <laughs> and I the think lights were definitely clearly wait. on yeah the lights were clearly on and even after you get past the line it, again this is comes back to where where did he actually drop the net because if he's past the line there's lights right past the line too they're yellow like that has to be entering in your mind and go, wait, did I win this race? You know? Like, I i don't know. I, it's in the moment, and who, who knows what was actually going through his head. But in that moment, if it's me, I'm definitely not touching the fuck out of that window net because I'm like, what just happened? Someone tell me what just happened. But then again, his crew was celebrating in his ear. Yeah, so. yeah, um, yeah, Tough, tough. Um, but yeah, I, going forward, I, I just want... I mean, I still want accountability. We're, we're a week past, or over a week past this, almost two weeks past now, this all-star race. But, like, I still want NASCAR to come out and say, from now on, we're never going to let people drop the window net so early. Also, we fucked up. We shouldn't have let him restart. Um, it, for for a, a sport that, you know, has, has prided itself on the safety advancements we made, you just set it back. You just set it all back by just allowing that to happen. And it may yeah. be a small thing. The window net's not used for... Like, way back when, the window net is used for two things, right? It's used to keep body parts in the car and keep things from coming into the car. Well, the keeping things in, from coming into the car, like pieces of debris or whatever, are so rare. Like, that's... it just doesn't really happen. And then the other side of it, of keeping the body parts in the car, the seat does that now. Like, there's no way your hands or arms could really get out of the car anyway um, with the way the seat is designed. So, like, the window net's not that important, but at the same time, it's a rule and it is a safety rule. It should always be enforced, always forever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, hard so. to argue with. Um yeah. so we've spent a lot of time talking about how bad this race was. How how do you <laughs> think that they could go about fixing it?
0: Um well, here's here's my whole thing. So there was there was after the race they talked about whether or not this was going to be in Texas, right? The reporters were asking. And so they had, they talked a little bit about it and they said, well, everyone that was here had a good time. And I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that the folks that went to Texas because the spectacle of it all. Everything outside the racing was looked cool, like looked fun. Again, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Greg Abbott. Don't like that part, but everything else looked really fun. They had all kinds of crazy shit going on all weekend. And that's what they need to do to get fans in the stands. But you could do that anywhere. You could do yeah. that at fucking Bristol, which is owned by the same group, and the racing action will also match how good the weekend is, you know? Yeah. And so I think it starts with the track, and I just don't think we need to be at Texas for any sanctioned uh, races. Um, and actually, when it, if you ask my opinion on the track, even though I like Bristol and I like Charlotte, I think Charlotte would be a good choice. Um, I actually think that they need to go to a track that they don't go to on the normal schedule. Yeah, I think, totally I think agree. they should ask, take a, a page out of SRX's book yeah. and go to the smaller tracks. Like, you can still put on a really good show. Maybe you're not going to be able to fill the stands of like, 80,000 people. Maybe it's only 26,000. But guess what? That's what the All-Star events are for every other sport. You're not going to get, like, all the fans there because it's always in some kind of remote location or you know it's an nba or nhl arena it's an exclusive ticket and it should be it's a cool event and you should want to go to it and I, you know you look at what they did with the clash this year um that's awesome i mean the call season coliseum i think everyone admits that yeah. that is that was a great success that was so cool. and yeah. they should be doing something like that i don't think they need to do that honestly it would be cool if the clash is something where you like go to uh a city or somewhere that doesn't have a racetrack to engage new fans and the all-star race is a throwback to nascar of old going to wilkesboro going to nashville going to um rockingham like somewhere that we don't go right now and that is a new racetrack so that unknown of who's going to win is, is is wide open and then yeah like the 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 fans are it's an exclusive ticket but it's a it's a you know it's still a ticket for the locals to go to the track yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think
1: going to local tracks is absolutely the right thing that they should do. And like, yeah, I think you're totally right. Like, th- just go to a different track, like mix it up a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. well,
0: and I, I mean, I think it would be with what I talked. To, sorry, again.
1: I think it'd be like theoretically interesting. The logistics of this would be really difficult, but if you could. You know, I mean, at these short tracks, you don't need all 40 cars on there. You don't need all 40 cars, like, you don't need all 40 drivers to make a good all-star race. Like, theoretically, it'd be kind of neat if they just sent, like, 10 cars each to four different tracks around the country, and, like, we're able to actually do NASCAR races at a bunch of local tracks, and, uh... Yeah. The feed, uh, that night, you know, we've got four stages of trash racing. How about we just do, like, four small races at short tracks around the country?
0: Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Um, that does bring me kind of to my next point, though, about the All-Star Race and how to fix it. There's too many drivers in the All-Star Race. Um, and and this harkens back to, like, how, how do you make the All-Star Race? Like, the way it works is, like, the Clash is, or the way it used to work is the Clash is all about who got a pole position during the year, right? And so, like, getting a pole has some kind of reward to it. You get to compete in this really cool event. And then the All-Star Race, it was about who won in the past year. Um, Since then, they've added all kinds of contingencies to make sure guys that, you know, maybe like a Kevin Harvick, for instance, that have won previously or or, are still, you know, maybe considered an All-Star of the sport make it there. But honestly, like, I don't think it's worth getting those drivers in there anymore. It's like, look, if you didn't win in the past year you're not an all-star that's how it is yeah and and you know you see guys in all the other sports that just have one bad year they're not an all-star that year that's just how it works and then the open the open has been exciting and and that's cool but like take i like your idea of like have the all-star race and then have the like up-and-comers race or something like that where it's like uh, you use some kind of other criteria but in the same weekend you race somewhere else and that's got its own prestige to it, its own thing, and everyone else gets to race, but it's not for the all-star win, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I like that idea. I think that's pretty. I think it's pretty smart. We just, you just can't have this many drivers there, and if you are going to go to short tracks, you don't want that many drivers there anyway. So no, definitely. They can, not. they can definitely change that. I will say, I did like the format. I liked, I liked the format of um, of the race itself this year. They finally did the thing that I think I've even mentioned on this podcast, which is. Let a guy, if he wins a stage, get a good starting position for the final, you know, segment. Which is, Ooh. it rewards a stage win. Because the stage wins didn't mean literally anything before this. Um, yeah. So I really like that part. How did you feel um, about the pit road race? I thought it was cool. I thought it was, they, they did too much with the pit crews. Like, they used the pit crews to decide who is going to be on the pole. And then, which essentially, again, this is because they were at Texas, but it essentially decided who was going to win the first stage, yeah. and maybe even the second stage at that point. Um, but they also then used it to put someone else at the front, segment wise, um, for the last the last uh, stage. Um, and I think you do need to do one or the other. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I gave this a lot of thought. I loved when they used to do. I don't know if you ever seen this, but like they used to. I think they used, like, the Charlotte Arena, like, the basketball arena. But they basically created these two pit roads on in the Charlotte Arena. People would pack the stands, and then the pit crews would do a pit stop and then push the car across a finish line. Like, that's, that's yeah, what they that's did. Cool. The drivers weren't. I don't even know that the drivers were there or involved. Or if they were there, they were there as fans, basically. But, yeah, that was awesome. I say bring that back and maybe that's how you set the order or maybe it's the, the winner of that gets, you know, a hundred thousand dollars and gets to uh, start at the front during the last stage or whatever. But like making the pit stop be an in race thing, uh, yeah, to, to decide a, a, a starting spot was super weird. Like yeah. if anything, just do it where like one of the stages and they've done this in the past, one of the stages, you make it a green flag pit stop and then the pit crews involved, but it comes down to the race car being good still. Right. Um, not to say that Joey didn't deserve to fit start third, I guess, in that final stage, but like, how? I'll say that. Why? <laughs> it well, it didn't make any sense because like his car, maybe his car actually was sort of competitive, but like, nothing about the pit crew going fast means that the car is competitive. Yeah, um, they just
1: don't so, even need to yeah. add that element to it. Like, yeah, like that's you don't need that I, additional incentive. Just like make it that whatever pit crew is the fastest each member of that pit crew team gets $15,000 or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. like that, yeah. that's cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And I, and I do, I mean, I, again, I really, really like the pit crew competition. I love shining light on those guys because yeah. they make or break the, the race so often and nobody knows their names. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so I, I really do like that. I, I just think there's better ways to do it and how that, I don't know if you watched the qualifying and that, that elimination style thing, but like, it was, it was awful. <laughs> it was the first year that they've done it that way. So like, I, I get that there's going to be some hiccups, but it was not good at all.
1: Oh um, no, so. I didn't see it. They, they were doing elimination style qualifying.
0: So yeah, so they had qualifying and then the top eight basically got into a seated bracket, one versus eight, you know, two V seven. And then, you know, bracket oh, style all the yeah. way through weird. Okay. And then they set up, they set up a temporary wall, in the middle of pit lane, so they could do a side by side pit stop. So the drivers started maybe like 20 yards behind their pit stall there at the end of the pit lane, and then drove forward, you know, dropped it and went forward, um, pulled into the pit stall, got a pit stop done, then pulled out as quickly as they could onto the track, and and finished the lap. And whoever won, moved on in the bracket, right. Hmm. Um, so that's how they decided the last eight spots or the first eight spots of, of qualifying. Interesting. I like. I liked. There was a time where and I actually I think I went and saw this on one of the all star races that I went to, but I like they used to do the qualifying lap. You went and did a qualifying like a hot lap, and then you came down pit lane as you were coming to the second lap, pitted, came back out and finished the lap. I loved that. That was part of qualifying. And the, you know, you know, how much time can you actually make up if you have a really good car and qualifying on another car? Maybe a tenth, maybe. That's a lot. It's all, it all still came down to the pit crew. But seeing those guys trying at speed, because there was no pit speed limits. Mm-hmm. So at, at whatever speed they felt comfortable, try and make it oh, on the pit whoa. lane and then That's like so stop. Cool. They had to stop completely before the pit crew could come out because obviously was very dangerous. Um, but like it was. Awesome! It that was rules. so much fun to watch, and yeah. they just need to bring that bring
1: back. that back. Yeah, and then
0: rules. W- w- when you're talking about elimination style things, I really like the idea of an all star race where every stage, instead of even rewarding a winner, every stage, the last like three drivers or something like that are eliminated. Oh, like if you finish the last well, three spots, yeah, you're I love that. So like that. you have to be competitive the whole time. That rules. And then by the end of it, you know it's a shootout between like five or six drivers. You know. Um, like I think that would be dope. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of different ideas out there, but it comes down to just race somewhere good. <laughs> yeah. That's all we need. I don't even care if they have a format, just run a fucking 150 mile, uh, race at a good track and I'll tune in, you know, yeah. I don't even, you don't even have to have stages. That's fine. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think we've cracked the code on how to fix
1: it and I hope NASCAR is listening in.
0: Oh, they always listen. listen. Yep, yeah. they, always they always listen. listen. Yeah. Mostly for the Merrick, uh, uh, you know, plug. But yeah, they're they're here.
1: Yeah. Too true. Well, uh, that's about all I've got to say on. Uh, this terrible, terrible
0: race. <laughs> yeah, terrible, terrible race. Good, good ep of the podcast, though. Great. We're not going to do app. standings. No rapid fire, just because it is a weird non-points week, and honestly, we're recording three podcasts this week, and we're a little tired. <laughs> um, so, uh, this has been the big one podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. This and and let us know about your own ideas about the all-star race um we're geniuses we come up with the better ideas but let us know your slightly less good idea yeah. um, anyway make a song tweeting about tweeting us ideas. at podcast big one making make a song send it to us at podcast big one at gmail.com and uh we hope to hear from you soon
1: yeah me too all right <laughs> all right, right me bye too. everyone bye. bye love you bye